0: Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Creative Connections. I'm Adam Dear, and today I'm joined by multi-talented, amazing guests, Gretel Colleen. Gretel, how are you doing?
1: Good, thank you. Thank you for that intro. Yay. I feel like we need applause.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone's Let's clapping, cheering. Uh, and so you've had a busy day already today.
1: Yep. Um, my, I have a book coming out in March and I've got to do the edits now. Um, I'm, I've got to drive up north because I I'm not flying because my mum is ill. I've got it's eight hours to drive up to do a a corporate gig, which is massively reduced in size. It's going to be online, Um, but but I've got to drive up there to do it and I want to get the edits done beforehand. And as you know, uh, I've started painting, so I've got all these commissions. I would have thought in a perfect world I could edit the books, do the commissions, but my brain doesn't really work like that. Edits... really hard you got to make sure they're spot on because you're you don't have any room for error by the time you're getting there so it requires constant concentration and paintings do too and uh so my my dream plan of doing one for a few hours and the other for a few hours has turned into chaos and today is just that chaotic day which anyone who's ever edited a book or whatever will know you just got to get you read it over and over, and, and you can tell if someone's changed a sentence too. Even if there's a, a, a syllable, you'll know if it's not your sentence. And then you've got to yep. find a whoa, what was wrong with it? Where did it go? How should it be fixed? And so clearly, I'm proving they have gone nuts.
0: <laughs> so, for you, do you work better at just kind of starting and finishing one project at a time, or do you like to have lots of things on the go, like you are at the moment? I
1: always have lots of things on the go, but it, this is the pointy end for the book. And normally it works It works well to use different parts of your brain. I, I comment on, um, I'm a social and political commentator too and so I have to be across that. So normally I paint when I'm listening to the current affairs and the news, so that balances perfectly. But I, I've just got my head in a bit of a lettuce spinner at the moment because... I want to make sure it's right and the other thing is of course with a book it takes quite a while to write it and you can evolve during the process of writing and change perspectives or style just like a um a painting style can change your writing style or the thoughts that you want to share can can deepen a bit too or or alter or suddenly you want to be more brief or whatever else and um and so I found that my personality has changed so I've got to I've got to shift that too. It's yeah, interesting. Right.
0: <laughs> and so, is it? Is it uh, my daughter's wedding? Is that the book?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: I thought maybe that was going to be coming out next year, but has that been brought forward, or is it always no, it's
1: coming out next year? It's right. coming out next year. But um, writing a book is you know, it's a process, and I've got really yeah. thorough um, people with Hachette. You just you just want to make sure it's perfect, and I love writing. Painting is much less inhibiting. It's much less perfect. You make a mistake, you paint over it. And as I mentioned um, recently, you know, with, with some of the other things I do, like with comedy, for example, or the book, if someone doesn't understand it, it's my fault. But if someone doesn't understand my painting, it's their fault, which yeah. is just brilliant. <laughs> I just, just love it. Yeah, They completely love it. Um, and I really love doing it and for anybody who um, participates in painting, it's just it's a, just an extraordinary thing for your mind, particularly the way I paint because I actually don't have that much skill. So nothing I do is what it's meant to look like. So I start off, I would never start off doing a dog, but let's imagine that I was doing a dog and then it looks like a tree and then from there on it's just problem solving all the way through. Like how do I just get this presentable balance and colours and everything else? Um, And then I should probably sign it. This was meant to be a dog. Yeah. Yeah. the Eiffel Tower. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, as you're saying, you wear so many different hats. You've worked in every sector of the entertainment industry. You've written books, as you said. You're branching out into painting. How did painting start for you? Was it a pretty recent thing that you've gotten into?
1: Yeah, it was a bit weird, actually. I'd always – I could see there was – There was an interesting experience because as as we've said, I've worked in quite a few of the art forms and and the visual arts painting was the only one that I could see, and this is as a complete layperson ding-dong. I just thought, wow, that's a real cowboy kind of scenario. There was a disproportionate number of really good people good looking people who are artists. And whenever you see that, you think there's an interesting Interesting yeah. thing. Is there
0: a link there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, why are they? Why are they good looking? And then I made me think maybe, maybe the looks more important than the talent. I mean, I don't know. Any really great <laughs> painter's probably like, what a dickhead. But um and they'd be right. But uh, so what? I I had always wanted to be a painter, but as with many of these things in life, you feel like you need permission. Like. Um, people might want to act, but they didn't want to go to acting school. They might want to do comedy. And and I've never gone to study any of the things. Um, and I guess I didn't feel I had the right to do it. And then uh, prior to Christmas last year, the fires were coming. You know, the, we were starting to get more and more fires and, and we had to spend time indoors because of the smoke. And so I got some of my photos printed and started painting those. And then when the printing closed because of COVID, um, I thought, oh, well, I better just start painting. And then people responded really kindly. So uh, I love that. I love the fact that that a painting can bring joy to people and people look at paintings about and comment on how it makes them think and how it makes them feel. Well, for someone who's used to writing 80,000 words to have that impact, a painting is a really interesting, um, it's it's really interesting. And, it, and it's probably changed the way I write, as I mentioned. And and it also makes me feel really cool because I like having-, I like having <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm an artist.
1: I know, but when I tell some people, they don't care. My, like, <laughs> Because someone's always got an aunt who's doing watercolours at you know, Mossman or somewhere, which is fantastic. I I do believe, however, that there's, um, there's an artistic personality um, and I don't mean complete horrible egomaniacs. I mean, I think the difference for um, artists, or whatever word we want to use in this context, is that, my definition of it is that to feel normal, you have to be creating something. It's not something that you do uh, after your nine-to-five job. As a hobby, you do it, it's a, it sustains you. doesn't mean you have to do it all the time, but if you don't do it, you don't feel right. So yeah. it's a little bit like, this is probably a horrible metaphor, but um, you know how an, uh, an alcoholic might need that first drink to feel normal? I I feel best i'm not an alcoholic but i i have to create things Mm -hmm. to be calm and balanced and i think there are a lot of people out there who don't necessarily analyze things to the umpteenth degree as i do but i think i think that's a really important part because a lot of people want to create and a lot of people can create but some people need to and i think that's why covid um, for a myriad of reasons has had such an impact on the arts as well um, in all its manifestations because, because we need to do this stuff, whether it's singing with an audience or playing with a band or, or whatever. Um, so it's that need and this allows me to do that and share it and also blab on about myself, which is exactly what I'm <laughs> doing.
0: Perfect. It's <laughs> Exactly what I wanted.
1: <laughs> really? Good.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, because I think that's a really good point about creativity because there's a lot of people that maybe think that they're not creative because, you know, they're not this awesome, talented singer or rah, rah, rah. But yeah, people need that. It, it energizes people and it sounds like it really energizes you.
1: I think um, it's interesting what you're just mentioning, the word voice there. I I have often heard with painting people talk about, um, well, not often, maybe twice, <laughs> where people <laughs> say, oh, I would never buy a piece of art from someone who isn't a great draftsman. You need to be a great drawer, a drawer. Well, it made me realise I, I don't actually agree with that because just as with singing, you can have an untrained voice but it's a unique voice, mm. and and it, the person is born like that. And it doesn't mean they, they can do opera or whatever, whatever their skill or or technical uh, prowess is. They don't necessarily have it, but they're born with a voice. And I think you have a voice in writing. Obviously, you can have a voice on stage, but I think also in painting you can have a voice. And and I didn't realize that because I can't draw for Billio, but um. Anyway, he's hoping I might just have gone nuts during COVID. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess with what you're doing, uh, at least in terms of the painting, has been very much influenced by major, you know, global events. So I'm sure there's yeah. a different avenue for people to connect with, you know, you, I think your most recent gallery, the COVID collection, people are going to connect and resonate with that in a different way, whether you're, you know, yeah. quote, quote, professional or not.
1: It's been interesting because during this time, as horrible as it is for so many people losing their jobs and you know we know that there are terrible, terrible circumstances, but, but the forced stillness, um, which I think we're so accustomed to now that I almost don't feel it, um, but that initial forced stillness really did encourage some people to discover other things. Some people I know... We're doing bonsai. Other people realised they were really great at creating crosswords. It it makes made me realise that that frantic pace we were working living at, a lot of people weren't happy with it. But also what we were denying ourselves because a lot of these opportunities are joy. And I have to say that the painting also, um, for me, it stopped me going going nutty. Not I mean I don't kind of have a proclivity for going nuts, but. <laughs> I think whatever you can do, and also you know, exploring your own mind is a wonderful thing. I like my company. I like other people's too. But I like discovering what's in my mind, mm. which is why writing is great, why improv is great. I think a lot of us love discovering what's in there and our society encourages us to relentlessly show our social status by being around people all the time. Look how mm. popular I am. Yeah. But actually sometimes really great company is yourself and because you're as smart as yourself and as challenging as yourself and, and sometimes you can have a really interesting exploration with the arts, for example, that you can only do with yourself because you challenge yourself and, and uh, that can be hard to find otherwise.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a very mature approach to life and that if you're willing to ask yourself yourself, those big questions and actually sit down and uh, face some of your thoughts. We're always trying to drown things out, or you know, we're always yeah. going to have the TV on, or boom music, or going out. So I think that's really great advice to just you know, and, and COVID's obviously forced that for some people just to press pause and actually look at look at well, life.
1: It's in, exactly. It's interesting because um, often we've talked about my my generation we grew up where you you were bored you know you were bored and and you just had to entertain yourself and i know some of us romanticize about that how it encouraged us to be more creative and it did sound romantic it didn't sound true but actually that is exactly what we found during this time not for everyone of mm-hmm. course because worrying about the future is consumed is all consuming for some people but but realizing that actually it was true having that space to avoid boredom, I mean, we saw all those ridiculous things with people making slippery slides down the stairs with cardboard boxes, which we do not recommend, but <laughs> nonetheless, improvising and people doing cooking shows. I mean, what a fabulous manifestation of humankind and also how on earth did we end up living lives that in retrospect, we, we actually weren't really happy on that treadmill and we were so frantic on it, we didn't even know.
0: And just to be a little bit more specific in terms of the arts, at least people working professionally in it, how do you see, you know, yourself and people you know coming out of that? Is, is it still quite positive?
1: I think, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan of the minds of artists because, as I mentioned before with painting, it's relentless problem-solving because it might be budget-related, it might be space-related. See, if we're just looking at live performances, someone might not turn up, something might disappear, There's suddenly the air conditioning's too loud or there's no air conditioning or the tickets haven't sold or whatever. You're always trying to find solutions where many industries have money to solve things. Often we don't have that. And I think that many of us really need to be reminded that actually we're capable of thinking sideways mm-hmm. I often feel when when I listen to politicians talk in their limited capacity for problem solving I think get some artists in there get and you know it's a it's a word that's bandied around even I feel uncomfortable saying it but get people who can think get real creative thinkers not someone who's been working in their their eight to six job each day and they've done a course on creative thinking I don't even know what that is um (laughs) it's very popular yeah but (laughs) I'm talking about people who naturally know how to do it and if we could get them sitting on those round tables it's and it's really something I did go back to where you came from uh last year or the year before which is a show about refugees and um with SBS fabulous show and uh it was interesting hearing people talking about, well, if certain refugees weren't allowed into the country, what would happen with them? And, and so many people we talk to in so many of these political situations can only see it's either this or it's that. Mm. And that's where a creative problem-solving mind comes in because there are a multiplicity of solutions. It's the ability to actually conceive them and some people do not have that ability. But ironically, we live in a world that likes to listen or watch what, listen to or watch what artists create, but don't necessarily understand what their mind is doing, which is creating something completely and utterly out of nothing. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. And what an extraordinary thing to imagine something and then make it tangible is extraordinary. And and I would love it if uh, that could be more respected to the point that it was actually around the political table and listened to, because I Absolutely. think we make a really big difference.
0: Mm. And, and as you mentioned, yeah, you're pretty heavily involved uh, in political activism in general. Has that always been the case, or?
1: I, 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 I wouldn't say term? that I'm. Yeah, I'm probably loudmouth is probably a better way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. You're vocal. I sometimes... Um, Sometimes, yeah, I'm vocal because that's a part of my, my job.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm asking. Is it that's just a part of you coming out or is it more your job?
1: I think, um, oh, I like to go, I like to stand up for what I think is right. Sometimes things are really complex and it's hard to know what is right, right for whom, right for how many, wrong mm-hmm. for how many. But I think, I think having a moral code is really important and I think sticking to it where possible, and I'm, a, I'm a, a frail and vulnerable human being like all of us, so absolutely imperfect, but but I think having a big heart and a moral code is a good starting point um, because I do think treat others the way you'd like to be treated yourself. But having said that, you know, I'm sure someone could easily say to me, you didn't do that, girl. You didn't. Stepped in front of me in the coffee queue or I don't know. You know, I'm not perfect but it's aspirational. And and also I I don't I don't really know. Um I don't like anybody, I don't know how long we're here for. I don't know what the point is in life, I don't know if there's anything after here, but I do think while you're here, you give it a hundred percent. Like whatever whatever the point of it is, give it a hundred percent. Um And then see what the next chapter is when you turn the page.
0: Mm. And and have you found, you know, your public image has has kind of helped or hindered that kind of side of your life? You know, um, uh, like, like in being able to, you know, staying true, you know, to your values, what you believe, has it kind of helped to, is it right things?
1: Well, I wasn't very good. I mean, I'm, I'm not really famous now. Um, and that's a relief. Our real fame is uh, suffocating. Yes, um, right. In national terms. Um, so people just kind of see me and wonder, did they go to school with me or whatever? Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's good. Uh, it helps my art because if people like me or what I stand for, then then they like to have a piece of my work in their mm. home, which is really beautiful. Um And so I always try to make, if someone doesn't have much of a budget, I'll do a really little painting for them. One centimetre
0: by one centimetre.
1: Yeah, a little thumbnail. Um, So I love that. Um, The fame is, uh, you know, going back to when I was super famous, I mean, that was super famous for here, not globally, obviously. I found that a a hindrance myself. um, Was that
0: sort of during all the Big Brother stuff?
1: Yeah, it's hard for... um,
0: I watched the first season, I remember.
1: Great, great. That was a good season, actually. I think that... I think people were very fond of those seasons in those days. They really loved them. So it's a a soft spot in a lot of people's hearts. But the thing about any of those things in life, um, just to mention that metaphor again about chapters, um, it's knowing when a chapter in your life is over and when it's time for the new chapter. And, and that might be being famous and then being a gardener or being right. a mum and then being, a, you know, because you're hands-on with mum and then the kids move out or whatever. It's, it's going with the flow of, of those things is really important because one of the difficulties when people are in the spotlight is you can perceive yourself as a failure when you're no longer in it. And it's really, really important not to judge yourself that way, to just recognise, well, that was an experience and now I'm ready for the next one. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think that's a good point in kind of linking back to what you were saying on reflecting on self and getting to know yourself better because one, you're being famous and then maybe not being as famous. At the end of the day, you're left with yourself.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and I think... You know, with all of this, even with COVID, these things are really good reminders for us to sit down, especially during the hard times because we never question things when things are good. And all of us have times where, you know, everybody in the street thinks we're amazing and we get offered some weird job. And and then we have this time where everything's crap and the person doesn't return your call and you get thrown out of your rental. We all have those. But when things are great, we never question it. When things are bad, we do. Why is it like this? Why, why, why? And, but we need to question it at all times, but we also need an answer, not just the why, why. We need, well, why? What do I believe about this? What, what can I learn and seize in this time that means when this COVID experience is over or evolves to be manageable, I am a better, stronger, more capable, happier person because I looked at my value system during this time and, and grew. And, and I, I, I spoke to a friend of mine recently who I was a bit grumpy with and I said, what's it going to take? You know, you've lost, lost your business, you've put on weight, your relationship is, is a bit stuffed at the moment. What is it going to take for you to have a look at what's going on and, and learn here? Mm. Um, I think it's a bit annoying, to be honest. My audience a bit better, but, but that's what I, I think. Um, and I think that helps because, because oftentimes when we feel there's nothing we can do about something, and this can happen in any part of the arts, you actually can do something about it. You can make yourself better, make yourself mm. stronger. Strength is fabulous and more capable. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good, especially in the arts. We need strings to our bow.
0: Just sort of going back to earlier part of your career, you you were studying law, if I get this all right, but you decided to take a different path. Was there what was the catalyst behind that shift in direction, or was there? Oh,
1: I couldn't find the exam room. That was all. <laughs> that was all.
0: <laughs> Is that true? Is That really true? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. I
0: mean, Sorry for laughing. But
1: that just sounds- no, no, true. I just thought, oh, this sucks. I I didn't really think about. It. I was doing commerce law, which is kind of silly for someone like me. It was probably not that silly, but um, and and so I left and uh. And Did you feel voila, like that was another-
0: like you were that was something you were expected to do? Was like, yeah, the commerce and law. That sounds like the right thing I should be doing.
1: Well we 't we just things were different in those mm. days if um, if you have had a certain kind of mind, then you immediately did there were a few more opportunities for girls opening up, but they were still limited in the sense of well if you had a certain kind of mind, you did medicine or law, so lots of people did law um, but it's the reason I went into it i didn't come from yeah so i, I didn't come from um, an environment i don 't think that encouraged uh, alternate career paths like that. I mean nobody really thought of it as a career in the world I was in and I didn't have permission, just to bring it back to what we mentioned before. Yeah, even even when I started stand up, you know, that was accidental. And then for the first few years when I was doing stand-up, I just I wanted the ceiling to fall in so I wouldn't have to go on stage. So it's not like I was driven. But what I did have was um was just this little hook in my heart that was Pulling me towards this, I just knew that was the way I should go. But I was very, very reluctant. I was like a donkey, really, that's being led up a mountain. I was just didn't want to move because I just had no no shape for it. But but all of that is actually what is your art? You know, you don't you don't start creating fully formed. Your your formation is your art and and so, for example, in the book I'm writing, it answers a question. I ask a question, what, what is this? What is mother-daughter love? Like I want because it's so complicated and so complex. And, of course, as I mentioned with my paintings, the question is, what the hell is this? You know, so if they, if they move along. I think that's really important. You don't need to wait to start. You just start.
0: Yeah, because you can end up thinking you have to have this fully formed idea or everything has to be perfect and then you end up doing nothing.
1: Yeah. But I think also I don't know if everybody is creative. It gets. I remember speaking to a, um, he's a very well-known artist and he was talking to me about it was the first time I'd ever spoken to anyone who used the same terms of reference, terms of reference, and we are just talking. We hadn't really met before and he said, you've got that in your heart too haven't you? We were just talking about something. And he'd been pulled by the same thing. And it made me feel like I'd come home just in that conversation. It was the first time I'd met someone, albeit someone 30, 40 years older than me at the time. And I didn't feel so alone in the world. Mm. And people, oh, I shun to use that word. I don't even know why I should embrace it. But you can feel a bit alone and you can feel a bit different and it does take a bit more time to find your tribe, but that's the whole point. That's where the art comes from, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And I just kind of, I was chatting with satirist Mark Humphreys a couple of weeks ago. We just touched on social media and being in the spotlight and saying Twitter is great, but it's also just the worst thing for kind of mental health. And I just wondered if you'd had any kind of pros and cons uh, with social media in your position.
1: Um, I think well for me I don't really tweet I've put some out there where I might retweet but I that just has keep away written all over I don't have time to engage with a lot of people as lovely as it would be I can't do what I've got to do if I'm if that's living in my head I have to you no know, for what I do and really for what most of us do the really great stuff the metaphor for me is the really great stuff is right down the bottom of the ocean and we have to dive yeah. all the way down to get it because if you're just grabbing the stuff off the top it's plastic bags and crap and you dive down and then pop back up to answer a tweet and dive down and pop back up and you've got it and to me it's it's not it's not how my time is best spent but I can understand that people i mean i look at it sometimes and i think wow this is a beast that is never satisfied. It's how are these people getting their work done um, in social media? Sometimes I look and I think, "Oh, stop everybody doing your punsy face." <laughs> 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 but they could very well be thinking, "Stop putting your punsy art up there." So um, I think I think the most important thing is maybe. You don't have to interact. Don't measure yourself by the response. One of the, one of the interesting things I think, and you probably find this with yours too, that responses to Instagram posts, for example, you'll think you're doing a beauty and no one cares. And then you'll do some off-the-cuff thing and everybody likes it. What happened here? Am I on a different planet? So I think that's probably a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. You control nothing in it. So do what you feel right about. If you don't feel right afterwards, take it down. Is that wrong? I don't know. Just remove it. You don't have to live or die by it. It's it's a thing. Just enjoy it. There are plenty of people who are successful in life who do not have social media accounts. You know, a lot of people will tell you you really need them. That's a lot of people who, how would I say this? Some people, it's like, how did they ever survive without these public platforms? Because they really thrive. They flourish like a like a sunflower and other people really don't. Yeah, yeah. And so you, it's good to know what kind of person you are, not to think, oh, well, I'm an orchid but I wish I was a sunflower. Like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you just are what you are and it doesn't suit everybody. And if you don't want to participate, don't. Use the time to hone your skills. <laughs> Get out there. like like the main thing is participate you'll notice that a lot of people who are in the arts uh, do free things they get involved in free shows they get involved in fundraisers they're often doing charity gigs when they're downtime between shows they'll do something else they're active the more you do the more you're seen you know that's just as important an ad as some instagram post in fact infinitely more because it shows what you can really do
0: and Gretel, just in the last couple of questions, you know, you've over 20 years in the entertainment industry. How has your approach to the work changed in that time?
1: Less frenetic, but that's also because I, I'm not juggling as many things. You know, I was raising two children by myself, so that was pretty mad. It's changed because I trust things more now. I don't trust people more necessarily, because these aren't necessarily industries where that's a wise thing to do, but I trust myself. I know that whatever it is that comes up, I can deal with it. Um, I have a belief system that allows me to feel not only belief in myself, but also I don't have to control things. I'm really happy to just see where the ride takes me and what's around the corner and deal with it. No, so I remember I went through... Um, traveling for a month through South America, and we didn't have, I think, we didn't have a single thing booked, for example. It, and life is kind of like that. It's okay. Whatever it is, you have no control, but whatever it is, you can deal with it. And it might be an unimaginable adventure. And the great thing is, in what we do, that even when it's really shitty, it's great material. So that's a plus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... Gretel, Colleen, I think that is a perfect note to end on. That was really great chatting with you. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Well, I have loved talking with you, even though I didn't really give you a chance to say much, but thank you. No, it was
0: perfect. That's the whole point. I wanted to hear your thoughts on things. So it it was really great. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening. Please head over to Gretel's website for all her resources, including requests for art commissions at gretelkilleen.com.au. And please like and follow Adam Deere on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And join me next week on Creative Connections.